Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Centered and Sent podcast. I'm your host, David Sinfukwe, and the mission still remains. We're trying to live our lives Jesus-centered and Jesus-sent. Today, Abby and Henry are going to lead Acts chapters 5 and 6, respectively. Um, Acts 5 is about Ananias and Sapphira, a couple who'd lied directly to the Holy Spirit about giving all of their offering after selling their um, possessions. They actually kept back some of those earnings. Um, And spoiler alert, there are direct consequences for lying to the Holy Spirit, so you probably shouldn't do that. And then the apostles heal many people and preach the gospel so that they can lead more people to Christ. And Acts chapter 6 is about Stephen, who is described as a man full of God's grace. Uh, This chapter starts his story of martyrdom for his faith in Jesus Christ and how he ultimately dies. Um, But before dying, he he actually gets to see the throne room of of God there and uh, Jesus sitting at the right hand side there. Um, You'll see next in actually chapter seven. Um, So please enjoy and God bless. Does anybody have a a win for this week that they want to share? Maybe you, I'm just saying. (laughs) Anybody has a win for this week? So, um, I feel like my win is, I think, um, God has given me, uh, more reason to trust him more. Like my faith has gotten more deeper. Um, uh, it's another level of, uh, understanding and maturity. So I can say that I'm more restful, um, of stop listening to what people say and just, you know, trusting God more because like I've shut everybody down. Like I don't care what anybody thinks or whatever says. Um, I have confidence in God, so I can say that. Like my confidence is like there's no if buts. There's just God, and that's it this time. And that's my win. But my lose is that I'm working on is just being consistent with what God is telling me because I feel like the more I delay things, and part of it is just being lazy. That's all I can say. You know. So, and I'm improving in every area of my life, <laughs> and I think I'm more content than ever. Yeah. You know, because I've shut down everybody's mouths. So, that's exciting for me. That's it. I think a win is, you know, um, you, uh, YouTube. Uh, yeah, moving to YouTube. Like, I feel like God is moving uh, the voice that I have to be just more like uh, freeform. Because before I used to do like structured rigid read the word do a study on it but i feel like he's moving me into the direction of just like speaking uh, just speaking vulnerable mm-hmm. letting people um into the thoughts that he's placed on my heart not just my opinions and whatnot but the thoughts that he's placed on my heart and because i'm realizing in many conversations that i'm having in general i'm saying the same thing mm-hmm. but it's also bringing you know, it's, it's edifying for everyone, right? It just says no matter what. So, um, I think that's the direction that he wants uh, the videos uh, that I make to go on. Like, okay, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and then a lose is uh, I was telling David this earlier. <coughs> so I, I took uh, the PlayStation that was in my room and just put it in his room mm-hmm. because I realized that I was spending a lot of time on it and. It was more so, I realized that I was using it more as an incentive to do stuff, mm-hmm. to accomplish tasks, 
around the home. So like if I if I clean the bathroom, right, I can go play some video games. If I do this, and so it was like, just uh, fall back on just yeah. to say that you were doing something. Exactly. And so I was like, okay, God, one, let's figure out other things to enjoy in life. Mm-hmm. But number two, you know, let's do things for the sake of doing them, for the sake of accomplishing them, right? Um, like because they need to be done, not because I can get some sort of reward. I think it's because we've grown up that way. Growing up with a reward system, so it's like, this is the only reason, right? The only reason you do good in school is because you can pass the next grade. <laughs> the only reason, you know, like just reward systems, and it's like, I, I, I'm an adult. I don't need to do that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're yeah, adulting yourself. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. That's cute. So, yeah. I got a, uh, this book that I just opened. I, I tried to read it before. It was about a 40-day journey. And every day you read a chapter. Mm-hmm. And you really meditate on it. And it has a lot of scriptures. And it's trying to help you like find purpose. Mm-hmm. And really, it's mainly talking about your purpose is God used you to play. And, you know, it's basically just saying that, but it helps you get a better understanding to relate it to your life. Mm-hmm. Because even though it's saying universal things, mm-hmm. you know, just like the Bible, you, you hear things that universal, but you relate it to yourself. Sure. And yeah, the book just helped me a lot. And that's how I found Ecclesiastes uh, 4 4. Mm-hmm. It just stuck to me. <laughs> so I, I, I could see that book helping me like advance to another level because, yeah. like I said, I never really was able to. Like, I get like a verse for like a little, probably a day or so. And yeah. then if I'm not staying at it like that. Yeah. But like, when I read that book, it just gave me a, a broader understanding. So I feel like that's a win that I opened that book because it's probably going to open up a lot of doors in my mind that mm-hmm. have been closed. That's a good one. That's a good one. What about you, Seth? What's your word? Yeah. Nothing. You, went to you didn't like yeah. the fact that I made you a cake. Isn't that a win? It was your birthday. Uh, Excuse you. Let's um, brag about that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
I guess a win is I persevered. I think. Yeah, because you didn't show, like, you know. Well, I mean, I there was an incident, but yeah, I'm not talking about that. But you didn't show in the sense of like you kind of like tripped everybody. Like you know how people when somebody's mad, the whole world has to know that you're mad. <laughs> so no, yeah. you didn't show. <laughs> um, <laughs> such a mess. So that's pretty cool. Um, so what did you you persevered in that area? So. Um, like, how was your perseverance in a sense? Like, it's just like something happened, and then I'm like, okay, why? What's going on? And then right after that one thing, something else happens, and I'm just like, okay, so. Um, so it didn't destroy you know, everything, though? Yeah, yeah, no, it didn't. It didn't seem as though that it. Because um, I, I didn't. My first, you know, past, back in the day, my first reaction would be to be mad and to just like try to blame God and say, hey, why? are you doing this why can't you do this another way because i think i understand what he's trying to do he's trying to teach me patience and you know trying to uh just not fall back on my old habits and whatnot but i mean i'm still still getting there that's good good time <laughs> oh i don't know if it's sweet now louis but uh, I officially um, moved from my company mm. to um, another company. I did it last um, Friday. Mm -hmm. So officially I'm not working with them anymore. Mm -hmm. So I'm moving to um, another company, but it's still with um, Jacksonville. Mm -hmm. Yeah, very close to the older company, which is like uh, five or seven minutes away. Mm -hmm. so. Are there like benefits to the next, the new company that you're at? Oh, better. like what do you like about the new company that you're investing? Yeah. Um, I don't know, but uh, <laughs> this I think. Um, the new company will be oh, better than the older better one. Better than the older one. Because yeah, you had grievances with the other one. Yeah, that no. stuff. Because of the like my boss on the older company, <laughs> on the time, like it's become a time when you wanna to you wanna leave. Oh, the then he more more well Yeah, and like. You will work overtime without without uh, notification. Not about paying. It's just understandable, but you have to notify somebody. Somebody like uh, tomorrow, next week, you mm, will like work overtime. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Because when I started, uh, I used to work until like um, ten or nine. Oh yeah. Without notification, like I just. He just, it's like based on his decision. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's kind of controlling. Mm. Yeah. And as I told you the other day, like, he will give you um, his report mm -hmm. telling you, like, finding any errors. Yeah, errors. Or, so when you give him, like, these are errors, yeah. he will take it negatively, mm. like, the way you're gonna respond to it is not. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
yeah but uh, i lose i think so um because officially on friday i tell them um, i move and i say bye to all my co-workers mm -hmm. so in the evening my co-worker call me and like the one used to help me he was crying and mm -hmm. tell me like don't move so it was really emotional. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was really bad. I did I didn't know like we had that friendship mm -hmm. until it was like Oh yeah. so cute. <laughs> well you can keep him as a friend. Yeah, yeah. 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 Keep him as a friend, you know, send him up the heart, you know, <laughs> call him once in a while, you know. It's networking. You never know. Life is very interesting. Yeah, you you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, people when people like you, they like you. <laughs> they do. Mm. And they like you, it's like oh, peanut butter. I'm like, come <laughs> on. <laughs> they do. So. He just told me, like, oh, just go if you find the position, let me know so we can be together. <laughs> <laughs> That's cute. That's cute. That's cute. Yeah, you know, you invite him. <laughs> Never know. That's cute. I like that. Yeah, That's a nice one. What they say? Unless you like believe in a God, my life has no purpose. Yeah, it it, it becomes purposeless. Purposeless. Less meaning. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Everything just becomes so blah. Cause even like even the existence of you existing now and doing everything, like every time when I do things without God, it's like, you know, the moment where I try to like separate God and everything. No. God is in everything. <laughs> you just have to acknowledge His presence in everything. Yeah. Whether you're at work, whether you're there. Because at the end of the day, if you are going to work, your life becomes um, purposeless. Like you just go, you're making money, and then you start asking yourself, now what? Mm. For me, when I go to work, I always um, like to see God in everything. Mm. So I ask, what is this person like? Like I like to learn everybody. Like what kind of person are these people? Like, mm. like my boss, oh my gosh. He's, he's so bossy. But you have to learn him. So I learned him so that way he doesn't come to my way and he doesn't affect me. Because I don't like people to affect me. Like, your mood is your mood. Don't affect me. So and that's the thing. That's why I learn people and meet them at their own way. Like, the way you are, I'm going to meet you that way. Now, if you, you're not a person who reciprocates, that to me is just going to, like, I'm just going to stay away from you. That's what I do. So those are things, like boundaries. But um, it's just understanding, like, why am I here? I always ask myself that question. Everywhere I work. You know, and I know, I was like asking, I'm like, why do you open doors? Because when God opens a door, that means it's just a mission for me. <laughs> Ain't nothing else. Yeah. Um, I think I forgot to tell you guys, I wrote in my Bible. I mean, I wrote in my diary. He's <laughs> 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 like, mm -hmm. you can write in your Bible. You never knew that? You can write in the Bible. What, what do you call it? Taking notes, side notes. This is a blasphemy. I wrote in my diary that every time I go to work, I wrote, this is what I wrote. I was like, God, everywhere you put me, you have to give me a purpose where I'm going. And, and I wrote this. I was like, this is what I wrote. I was like, I know I'm not going to have a job, but I'm going to have seasons where I have jobs. Because I am not... Wow. No, I wrote because I was like because I'm not meant to work for people. I'm meant to work for Christ. That's what I wrote. 
That's why it said in the thing. And it's just so profound. He's gonna laugh. He's like, that's exactly what to do it. Yeah, exactly. ready. He's like, is she serious? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And that's what's gonna go around. And then, yeah. And it's always been true. Like that. Like I never work. Like I never work for. When I go to work, I don't go to work to make money. I go to work because I, I have to encounter a purpose. Yeah. Like whatever that person. Like, it seems like everybody has a purpose that I'm supposed to get from them. Mm-hmm. Like a key that I'm supposed to get from them. And that's what I've learned. Like every person. I remember last time I was refusing to go to that job. And I refused. If I tell you I refused to go to that job, God blocked everything. And the lady kept on calling me, are you going to come back? I said, no. She's like, well, we're going to pay you more. I was like, no, I'm not going to go down from what you paid me last time. And then the whole summer, I couldn't find a job. Like, the whole <laughs> summer, I couldn't find a job. You it was play, so- huh? I felt played. Like, I just left my job. Mm. No, 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 even, not even that. It was just because um, I wanted, like, I didn't want to go back to that job. Like, I didn't like the job. I didn't like the way they would treat me. I used to cry. You know, I didn't like the way they were treating me and stuff like that. Like, I was the boss. And then this lady tried to boss me around all the time. And then, you know, trying to be Christian. And I got, like, I told her off at the end. And then she started crying. Because <laughs> I was trying to be gentle. But I was like, my line just reached a line. I was like, I'm going to give you a piece of my mind. So I gave her a piece of my mind and she started crying. Too. <laughs> so I was like, oh, my gosh. So, you know, it was a lot of mess. And I was just like, I let her do whatever. Because I was like, she's kind of like. You know, she's, she wasn't going to change. So I was like, I just left her alone. And I was like, let me just finish this contract and then I'm done. That's what I said. Mm-hmm. And after that, the lady was like, you don't have to go back to that one. I can send you to another place, but you can be, you know, um, assistant manager. And I was like, no. At first she was like, just a regular worker. And then she was like, well, a certain amount. I was like, nope. And then she came like, did you find a job? Just come back. And I was like, no. And then suddenly when I went to that place, uh, Faith was like, well, Tommy's ready now because you need some help. And so I was like, okay, fine. So I just took the contract and then I signed that for a little bit. And then I went there. Whew, that place was something else. If I told you that place stretched my faith, like you knew that it's time to mature in this place. <laughs> That's basically what happened. But the coolest thing about that job was um, the lady that I met, I led her to Christ because, mm-hmm. yeah, she... Started, you know, she revived her relationship with Christ and stuff like that. And then she gave me, she inspired me. She was like, you know, you should start a YouTube. Because of her, I was able to do that. She was like, whatever you're feeling, however you're feeling afraid, just start a YouTube. Mm-hmm. And God is going to use you. And I was like, I was like, I know that, but I didn't have confidence to do that. Mm-hmm. So she motivated me to do that. That's how I was able to do that. Because God wanted me to be in that place. So let's take this time to get motivated. Mm-hmm. So even on this time, this one, it's the same thing. So it's another key. Mm-hmm. They're called keys. So you're learning from your boss now. I'm learning from my boss. Like he's very generous. Like he doesn't hide. Cause you know people always hide about how to do business and stuff. Yeah. But he will tell you straightforward. Like he's very open. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like he doesn't care. That's nice. Mm-hmm. So I'm like yes. Cause I was like God, what am I doing here? It's because I gotta learn some stuff. I was like yes. Yeah. Anyway, let's start. We're gonna pray because we done talked a lot. <laughs> we done yeah. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, God, we just thank you, O oh God, that you are mighty and that you are everlasting, O oh God, that you are purpose and a plan. Father God, that you are worthy in all situations, O oh God. We thank you, O oh God, for this transition and for this new season, O oh my Father God. We thank you, O oh God, that you are doing a new thing in our lives, O oh my Father God. Father God, that you are faithful. When you begin a work in us, O oh God, you completely 
you completed all my father god and i just ask you right now lord god that your presence may just overshadow this conversation and we come against every distraction every power of darkness every contrary spirit any demonic forces father god we just command every angel that is assigned to us my father god to move and just minister to our hearts in jesus name we thank you lord god for everything and we pray for each and every person that is here right now lord god for every heart and every need of my father god father god may you move we thank you lord god for the joy of the lord is our strength oh god we thank you lord god that you give us the joy my father god you give us the joy in jesus name amen amen, amen. amen. Now, a man named, I'm going to read this by myself. So, so we're reading Acts chapter 5, and it says, Now, a man named Ananias, together with his wife, Sapphira, Safar, yeah, also sold a piece of property with his wife's full knowledge. He kept back part of the money for himself, but brought the rest and put it at the apostles' feet. Then Peter said, Ananias, how is it that Satan has so filled your heart that you have lied to the Holy Spirit and have kept for yourself some of the money you received for the land. Didn't it belong to you before it was sold? And after it was sold, wasn't the money at your disposal? What made you think of doing such a thing? Have you not just lied to have you not lied just to you have not just lied to human beings but to God? When Ananias heard this, he fell down and died, and a great fear seized all who heard what had happened. Then some young men came forward, wrapped up his body, and carried him out and buried him. About three hours later, his wife came in, not knowing what had happened. Peter asked, asked her, Tell me, is this the price you and Ananias got for the land? Yes, she said, that is the price. Peter said to her, how could you conspire to test the spirit of the Lord? Listen, the feet of the man who buried your husband, your husband are at the door. They will carry you out also. At that moment, she fell at his feet and died. The young man came in and, finding her dead, carried her out and buried her beside her husband. Great fear seized the whole church and all who heard about this event. So, um, I'm going to stop right here for a second, because... Turn on the air for a little. Oh. I'll just, just in case, if I get cold, I'll just pull on the blanket. So, um, has anybody ever made a promise to God and just lied about it? And, or, <laughs> you just got lazy with it. Or, because the word of God says, let your yes be yes, and your no be no. And Ecclesiastes says that a lot. Like, don't, do not... Uh, make plans with God because God is not human that you should do such a thing, you know, so that your yes be yes and your like, no be no. So, has anybody ever done that? Uh, yes, 100%. <laughs> <laughs> well, tell stories. I want to say, um, I learned from very not early on, but I learned that, that you just don't do that, right? Because mm-hmm. even when you say, I'm gonna do this, like just being specific to what you do like oh i'm gonna wash the dishes but oh no i didn't really wash them fully type thing like you have to keep the full promise the whole thing and everything mm-hmm. and i felt that in my heart that i shouldn't really make promises with god especially knowing that i can't 
keep them like that. Mm -hmm. um, and also, uh, yeah, no, it just doesn't, it doesn't feel right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So you're talking about promises to God? Yeah, like, you know, how we always say, you know, God, if I'll you do this, do I'll never do this mm -hmm. again. Okay. Yeah, I didn't do this. I'm scared to do it now. Yeah. Yeah. That's terrifying. I think, yeah, for me, it's, I think the worst one is when you promise God, for example, I guess the most spiritual one, is when you promise God that, okay, I'm going to talk to that person about you in particular, mm -hmm. right? And you muster up, you practice all the words. Mm -hmm. You're like, okay, we're gonna do this. God, if I see them again, <laughs> I'm gonna talk to them. And then you never do. And then you never see them again. And you're like, oh my goodness, I hope I wasn't the last person to, you know, have the opportunity to share the gospel with them before they, you know, passed away or whatever. And I think, yeah, that's that's a big one for me. And then there's the obvious, like, I'll never do this sin again. I'll never do that again. Mm -hmm. But. The one that I know is more, um, like, on, on this side of, like, making a good promise to God, that's, that's what I can think of. I think for me will be, um, I have, I, for me, I think it's just uh, doing what God has called me, because I'm very um, intimidated in a sense, um, you know, when it comes to just doing YouTube, like, for food, yes. It's, it's natural and stuff like that. For the word of God, it's natural when I'm around people I know. But for some reason, when I go on a camera, I'm like, who the heck am I talking to? Yeah. You know, and God tells me that. And I remember last time, I was like, I'm going to do it. And I was like, well, if I just sound good in this one, then I'm going to do this one. But this one doesn't sound good. Can I just redo this one? And I kept on telling God. And then honestly, it's been like a month since that happened. Because I do have, right, you know, randomness where the Holy Spirit just says, you need to do it and that's more like holy spirit led and then when you have you have to teach and the holy spirit is like you need to teach this like he gives me a message which is a basically a, a rhema word like you need to teach on this rhema word like he gives me a word but you need to teach on it so and then i have to figure out like i'm gonna say and he always tells me it's, it's coming from you within you you already know you've been through the th things so you just come natural and just do that but i think i'm always trying to like be perfect in speeches yeah. and then you know back then like even in class i used to be so shy you know mm. this is crazy but and then the other thing is that like telling god that you're gonna do something and then you don't do it um the same season that i was in when i was trying to make that video you know the holy spirit was trying to um you know discipline me and he's like you need to <laughs> that's when i found that one literally yes being yes and it kept on like, ringing ringing so i was like uh oh this is the holy spirit telling me ding 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 you need to stop doing that so in that case i just kind of like stopped doing that like i stopped doing that but i'm not saying that i'm not gonna fall short because we are all sinners we say something and then we go back to the same stuff so i just stopped promising god but i asked yeah, him yeah, to yeah i asked him to you know lead me like give me the boldness to be led by your spirit so that i can move in that uh prominence that you want me to do you know um yeah that's about it I think I kind of use it also as a, a confidence booster to do stuff as well. Not like every single thing. Like so, for example, um, I don't have like a good example, but like, okay, God, I'm going to do this, and I understand the consequences if I don't do this because I made a promise to you. So I'm just gonna have to do it. Right? Mm -hmm. So it kind of helps, I guess. Yeah, it does help. In those instances, for me, I think at the end of the time, I still do it, but not the time that he told me to do it. 
it's more like the time that I'm like the prompting is like when are you gonna do it when are you gonna do it so in that kind of thing and then just come and then most of the times I notice I get attacks like the moment that I have something that I need to put out and then attack starts coming and then I just have delay 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 because at the end of the day I'm like this is what I said why is somebody saying the same thing so I'm like mm. and then you know of course somebody always tells me you're not the same as everybody else so just take out your voice and speak you don't speak like everybody else you're different so that to me but at the same time it's like but it's the same message it's like the what Pastor Joby was teaching on I was like I made that video before he made it now I sound like I'm copying yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying like everything that he said in his stuff was exactly what I said in my video and I haven't finished editing my video because I've been kind of like being attacked and like well, maybe somebody might say something. That's how the enemy comes. Mm -hmm. So, and that's the weird thing. And God told me this, like, a month and a half ago, the same topic. Yeah. Like, I did it, but I deleted it. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. So, and then I made it finally, and then again, I, you know, this time I'm not deleting I said, I told God, I'm not deleting I'm going to put out whatever it is that you gave me. Mm -hmm. So, that's what it is. It's just hard. It's hard. Yeah. Like, just, like, y'all talking about boldness and everything. Like, just like I told you, like when I was in the SSR meeting, mm -hmm. and now they asked me how I did all that, and I mentioned God. Mm -hmm. I'm knowing these people don't care nothing about that, mm -hmm. but it just came out of me. Mm -hmm. You know, and that, so that showed me progression. Like, I'd be talking to my people, and then I'd get to saying like biblical things and mm -hmm. teaching lessons. My little brother, a lot of times, just knocking on like, what a lot of people like really listen because they hear the wisdom. Mm -hmm. But he, I guess he feel like, oh, I ain't trying to hear that right now. Mm -hmm. Like mm -hmm. there are a lot of people that like that, but yeah. I, I just pay attention to the people that is listening. Mm -hmm. The other ones like, oh, you go ahead and walk off. Man. We, we yeah. talk about this right now. Yeah. <laughs> like, Cause like a lot of the stuff that people talk about, it just be stupid like mm -hmm. games and. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I don't want to hear about none of this. Yeah, exactly. Like, I don't, don't want to hear about it. Yeah. Yeah. I never thought about getting in the game. Yeah. I don't care nothing about it. So. Mm -hmm. I, mean, ah. yeah. I was just going to say, I mean, even when you mention God or something like that, even when they say that they're not listening or they walk away, they're still going to, like, remember yeah, that. Yeah. yeah. Remember that and probably come back to it. They don't hot their mind. Yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> you remember when he told you this? <laughs> you didn't want to listen? Yeah. <laughs> That's true. I think for I think that's what Ravi Zakaria says that quote. Like you cannot run away from what does it say? You cannot run away from God because your conscience will not allow you. Like if you have uh, if you have known God for a while, your conscience will not allow you because it's the spirit of God that stays in you. It's just the fact that, you know, people who have given their life to Christ, they haven't just surrendered. And that's why like that like your mind is always trying to it makes you feel guilty. It's not guiltiness. It's just the Holy Spirit telling you, you know, you need to change. So it's kind of like an alert in our spirit, man, and stuff. So, and that's basically what happens. It's basis on uh, everybody has to surrender. And that's basically what happens. Because of the Word of God, once you have tested the Word of God, and once you've heard the Word of God, there is no way. Because the Word of God comes like a sword, right? You might not realize it then, but it's a sword. It comes. It penetrates through the bone and marrow and course touches the heart like you know you know what that verse is and that's that's always true and that's the reason why people always be like well why do i feel so guilty it's not that you're guilty it's because the holy spirit is telling you you know you need to change this habit or this is going on because um for me whenever i see myself like what was that 
when oh, I tell Rachel, I was like, I don't like, the reason why I don't like to go parties is because the same reaction happens. You know, people want me to be there, but I'm like, I'm not the same person that I used to be anymore. Like, you can't find me. Of course, I will go to parties and if it's family and friends. But sometimes some of the family and friends, they're just too much. Like, <laughs> last time for Uncle's party, they were playing music that was just ridiculous. It was just cursing and stuff. And I was just like, I can't stand this. Mm-hmm. And I was like, for me, my God. And my conscience was talking, like, the Holy Spirit was talking to me. He's like, so you got to sit over here. And I'm like, I know God. And I was like, but I came. And speaking of keeping promises, so I kept my promise with Uncle, Uncle Evans and stuff. And I went. Even though I knew what kind of music Uncle Evans was going to play, because mm-hmm. I know him so well. But I didn't know it was going to be that, that super bad. Because I know he plays a little bit. But because of his, uh, I don't know if he's his girlfriend or wife, she's American. So you know how American music is. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh my goodness, I just couldn't stand it. So I went outside. But I kept my promise. I showed up. Mm-hmm. Because I told him I was going to show up. Yeah. So in that kind of thing. So I, And then people think that I'm trying to be funny. But like, and people always go like, oh, who's, like, I'm going to ask me, who's your, who, who are you dating right now that you have to, not to come to <laughs> like what religion yeah, are you yeah, yeah. and i was like i'm still christian i just you know my life is different now i'm trying to like and then that's the part where you choose god but also, also at the same time let your yes be yes and your no be no yeah. and god was teaching me the principle of consequences like if you know you're not about that life don't get into that life yeah. just leave it alone it's that's why it's in the past like just stand your feet and say i don't want to be part of this and that's yeah. it so, and that's the hardest thing that I had. But because I said yes, I have to keep my promise. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so. I've been talking to Rachel about that. I, I feel weak. I, I, I allowed my little brother to manipulate me. Mm-hmm. But after that, and I, he came back, and I, I just flipped out. It's like when I, let, I allowed him to hold something, mm-hmm. I, I don't even care. My 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 legal weapon. Mm-hmm. I thought he was trying to protect the house when you left. Mm-hmm. So now I'm scared out my mind thinking he finna go use my junk and now it's gonna be on me. Because mm-hmm. he wanna be stupid and go out here doing stupid yeah, stuff. Going. So yeah, that protect the house. So I, I seen my mom get shot. So Aww. I'm kind of paranoid. I can't lie. But I, I don't want to hurt anybody and that's not my intention. Mm-hmm. But that's why it's. But why would you let your brother do that? I don't. I thought he, he like I I'm realizing I might be smart, but I still have a brain. That's why. I, you should take it back. Huh? So oh, I got it back. Yeah, you got it back. Yeah. Yeah, he's not finna. <laughs> uh, my name on it. Yeah, because somebody can, you know, and then. Yeah, and then cause my dad already said if anything was that, it got stolen. Yeah. So, so that's basically him taking my side over. And you're black, just so you don't lie. <laughs> why would he involve me in that? Yeah. You know what I've been through, all the things I'm fighting, mm-hmm. and how I'm overcoming, I'm doing all these things in my life. Why would you involve me in some stuff like that? Yeah, that's true. You know, like, you don't care nothing about me. Yeah. That's how I feel. Yeah. It's sad. Yeah. It's good that you got your thing back, huh? Yeah, no, I'm, I'm not, man, I wanted to keep my distance, huh? Like you said, I'm not about that life. I, I used to do all that. Man, I'm, man, I'm trying to learn how to walk. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What I look like, mm-hmm. I don't want to be in none of that. No. Yeah. And that just takes you to death. I don't know why she keeps on calling me. That takes you to death quicker because the Bible says, for the wages of sin is death. And people don't understand that. 
Like, just because God is not showing that you're going to die, like, because you want, like, just uh, Ananias and Sapphira, right? They died immediately. But when we sin, we're closer to death, actually. Mm-hmm. But when you are always acknowledging God, God's promise is always life, you know? You might die a little earlier than usual, but, you know, <coughs> at least you have eternity. I think that's the, you know, the hardest thing with people. Because people live in a life that says, I am going to have this and I'm going to have that. Like, who told you that? I've seen people die without being sick. And I'm just like, oh my gosh. You know, they die without being sick. And then, and that's the reason why I tell people, I'm like, it is a privilege to wake up in the morning and sit up and do something. Because make your life count. Have purpose when you wake up. Like, I remember I was telling um, the boys one time, I was like, I felt like somebody breathed life in me. Well, one actually happened twice, too. I was sleeping, and I felt like I ran out of breath, and I felt like someone just went, like, on my face, and I was like, <gasps> and I woke up. So I was like, did I die? <laughs> like, what happened? I just woke up, and I was like, <gasps> that's what I did. Like, I was grasping for air, and I just was like, did God just breathe air on my face? Because I was like, literally, I felt like that was... Like, it was so, so vivid and so accurate. Like, it was so loud, too. It's not, I can't make it up. So, that's all I'm saying. Like, you know, it is the grace of God that we wake up every morning. And we have to be intentional people. Like, be purpose-filled. Like, when I wake up, I'm always like, God, what do you want me to do for you? Like, you know, even at work, when I'm working, even though, you know, the job, honestly, I get paid a lot. I was, like, really shocked. But anyway, that's nothing else. So, but in this season... I was so grateful to God. I was like, God, you're giving me more. Like, you're giving me more than I've ever, like, had before. And I told him, I was like, I'm, I'm just so grateful because it's something that I never had before. Even though it's, you know, little by little, but it's more than the usual, yeah. the what I'm used to. And then, because I had to work three jobs to just make that, you know, usual. But this time it's different. And I'm like, it's a favor of God. And I'm just like, I'm just favored. I even told the lady, I was like, you're crazy, that's what I told her. <laughs> and she's like, well, we get a PR employee, so nice. I was like, how many people quit at this place? And I was like, this job is so easy. Yeah. You know, I washed my little dishes. I cut everything. I was like, I'm going to do everything for you. Because <laughs> guess what? <laughs> this money. I was just worshiping God. I was like, yeah. thank you, Jesus. Because yeah. this job is not easy. I mean, it's not hard. I'm not playing with you. It was worship. Okay? It was worship. It was... <laughs> And everybody was like, oh, Abby, you work so hard. I'm like, this job is easy. Trust me. Mm-hmm. I was like, I've worked at places where the dishes were like so high. <laughs> and you're trying to wash them. You know, some people used to cry. And I used to laugh. I'm like, why are you crying? People used to cry just to do dishes. People cry. They'll sit over there like this girl at my other job. She used to be in the bathroom crying. And I didn't get it. But because God trains you for the hard things. So when you go to the next hard thing, it becomes nothing for you. Mm-hmm. That's basically how God trains. And that's why I love it. Like, every season that you go through a hard time, pay attention. It's a class. And then, because there's a transition that happens when you go to the next level, everything that was so hard for you in that season, when you see the same hard thing, it becomes nothing. Mm-hmm. And that's what I've learned. Every time when God puts me in seasons, it's like, sometimes it's so hard. And then, you know, my brother was there. I used to cry. I used to come home. And I'm like, I just cry. And I would cry. Mm-hmm. I just let it out. And I'm like, I'm tired. I'm going to cry. And that's what I used to tell him. And he would just sit over there and just watch. <laughs> <laughs> So those are the things. So you understand how life works. Like this season is hard, 
But there's a reason why it's hard because it prepares you for the next level. Because the next level when it comes, it just becomes like nothing. Because you're like, I've already been through this. Mm-hmm. I know how to handle it. Well, so. exercise. It's exercise. You're right. Actually, God is so good. One more thing about keeping promises mm-hmm. today and um, yeah, keeping your word today was uh, an embodiment of that in terms of I literally, I completely forgot that today was Bible study, but then I knew and uh, it was just going to be a hangout right, mm-hmm. with my friends. So then I knew that, okay, it wouldn't be right for me knowing that I've already made this commitment to come to Bible study every other week to mm-hmm. have skipped it mm-hmm. just for one day of you know, fun or whatever. So mm-hmm. then I'm like, okay, let me. I literally sat up in my room, weighed every option and everything. I'm like, no, I have to stay. So no, that's that was very sweet. Choosing God as well. Yeah, yeah. that's very sweet. Oh. Anyway, chapter twelve. Mm-hmm. The apostles performed signs and wonders among the people, and all the believers used to meet together in Solomon's colonnade. Mm-hmm. No one else dared. No one else dared join them, even though they were highly regarded by the people. Nevertheless, more and more men and women believed in the Lord and were added to their number. As a result, people brought the sick into streets and laid them on beds and mats so that at least Peter's shadow might fall on some of them as he passed by. Crowds gathered also the towns around Jerusalem, bringing their sick and those tormented by impure spirits, and all of them were healed. So, yeah, I love this verse over here because, um, you know, God has promised us signs and wonders, right? Mm -hmm. Like, you know, when Jesus, you know, died on the cross and he woke up and he says, you know, I'll send you a helper, already written in the first chapters. I will send you the Holy Spirit as your helper, and then you will do greater things than I have done. So can you imagine doing things that are greater than we have done? Mm. I mean, that Jesus had done. So for me, it's kind of like when I read the Word of God, I really love, even when I was little, I used to love, like, I, I never liked when people got sick. Like, I would pray for people. Now, this time, you know, when I was younger, they used to call me the prayer little person. Like, every time, you know how you go to African-American churches and then they choose somebody. They used to choose me for prayer all the time. Mm-hmm. And I never understood that. Like, I never understood that. Because I didn't think that I was, like, I knew how to pray, right? Mm-hmm. But, you know, people always see things in children all the time. So they encourage that. And that's basically what happened. And, of course, God used to make us. And he's like, you need to sign up for this. You need to. But anyway. So I love how God reminds us that we're going to do greater things. And that's the thing that I always ask the Holy Spirit because a lot of people are not living into the supernatural of God. We always think that the supernatural of God is just, um, you know, it's okay to believe in ghosts and stuff and Halloween and stuff like that. But why is it so hard for so many people to believe that God, you know, he created all those things, you know, and it tells us so all things are under subject to, you know, Jesus Christ, right? They were made for him, for his glory, for his purpose, so that things can work together for good to those who love him and all that stuff. So it's very interesting to see how people are very oblivious and they really believe in the dark side so much so that even us as even you know regular people, we have so much fear and we so stand on fear than we would stand on Jesus. So in your lives, why is that? Can anybody give a reason why like why you're not fully sold out for Christ well I can say <laughs> you talking about like we so quick 
to look at the negative aspect of things. Mm-hmm. But we don't like, want to believe in the supernatural things of God. Because it's like, they're like, it's a better for a man to uh, be dead than to be here suffering. Like, these oh, Achilles, okay, yes, just, yeah, he's going back on the yesterday. But even better for a man to not be born and see the evil deeds of, yeah, the, world. of the world. So basically, we, we've we seen so much toil and, and everything that go on in this world that it's so easy to believe negative things. What about basically. you? Because you know the truth of God. So I'm saying from your perspective, not from the worldly perspective, from a Christian's perspective, because you know who God is and you know that he's a spirit. So therefore, the Bible tells us those who worship Him in spirit and truth, you know. Yeah, it, it work out for me better, but it's like. So what stops you it, from? Huh? What stops you from evidently yeah. trusting God? Because these are super. If you know, yeah. the Word of God reminds us at the same time. He says, um, you know, it is impossible to please God without faith, right? So what stops you from believing that God can do all these signs, wonders that He has promised us? You know. It ain't that I don't believe. So what is it's it? It's that I'm not letting go of the negative. Why not? You know, a lot of people, they just pro-positive. Everything, that's really how that's you me. make your button, how you're supposed to be. Yeah. That's me. Me, it's like, I'm, I'm traumatized. It's like, mm. like, so many, like, things just be happening back to back. Mm. But like, you're still alive. Don't you ever ask yourself a question like this? Why am I here? I used to ask God that. Like, you know, I've seen a lot of people die. Like, not even people that are sick. Just people die. Like, close friends die. And I've seen people get shot. All that stuff. And you're just like, okay, God, why am I here? So in that kind of divineness, you understand, like, as children of God, we're, we're heirs of Christ, right? So therefore, we have, um, you know, the authority and the power that God has given us through His Son, Jesus Christ. And on top of that, you know, we, we have the same power that Jesus has, right? And we have the authority to, you know, tear down strongholds and all that stuff. And to believe, you know, God and to believe and to please God by, you know, having faith in him. Like somebody put out a Facebook thing. I don't know if you watched Dr. Alex's little post for the doctor. The doctor gave a testimony. You should watch it. It's really powerful. So they gave a testimony about uh, coronavirus. So this guy's a doctor, and of course, there's a patient that comes in the doctor's room, and he had, the person has corona, and everybody else is kind of acting up. And he was the only one who was not acting up. He, everybody was kind of scared to touch the person, and all this fear and stuff like that. So the guy records a video, and he says, it doesn't make sense. Okay, we have to follow, you know, the word of God tells us that we have to, you know, abide the, by the law of the land, right? Whatever the government tells us, okay? So, wash your hands, put on your mask, and keep on going. So, when the Bible says it is impossible to trust God, I mean, it's impossible to please God without faith. So, why is it that people are so afraid of so much dying? Like, they're so afraid. And I'm not saying that I didn't feel any fear. Because I was like, at first, when I went to the school, and it's a bunch of kids, like, being sick. I just kept on looking at them. I'm like, these kids are sick. And they're telling you to sign this paper that says, if you get the corona, don't, you know. Don't put it on them. And then I had to take the paper home. Not because I was scared. I just, I was kind of lazy to sign the paper. So anyway, but the whole point of the testimony was to say that, like, if you don't trust God, then what do you trust? Because if the God that you trust um, says that he will give you life and he will protect you, 
then if you can do everything that you can and it doesn't protect you from anything else, what else, what, what else do you have if you don't have God? And that's the question that I imposed. I think you also imposed a quite, uh, an answer over there. I forgot, it was very profound. The one that was like, wow, you were sitting over there. Oh, you said two, um, several uh, things. Uh, yeah, um, it was very profound. There's a word that you, there's a word that you used that was very profound and it was basically like, something. No, it was about death. Oh, uh, it's yeah, promise, yeah. promise, yeah. Yeah, so what was the word? What did he say? Why are we afraid of something that's promised? To exactly. Us? When God has promised us life, why are we afraid of, you know, anything else? Even death, you know, there's, there's life after death. Mm-hmm. So I know that stuff. And people are so afraid, and I'm like, oh my gosh. I think for me, I've tested death to the point where, like, nah. Yeah, that's Like, I haven't tested death physically, but I've tested this because the doctor told me that I'm going to die. <laughs> that's about it. So for me, it wasn't physical because I didn't feel the way the doctor told me. Like, you know how doctors tell you, oh, you're going to die because you're feeling, I'm like, I don't feel what you're saying. That doesn't make sense. Like, I'm not feeling what you're saying. Mm -hmm. So, and that's where you understand that for me, my faith is in Christ Jesus. That's why I couldn't feel what the doctor was saying. Like, even though they were reading those reports about my my viral load and stuff, they're like, oh, you know, your hemoglobin, your blood level is blah, 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 blah. We can't detect, da, 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 da. And I was like, I feel fine. Like, I didn't feel sick, like, the way they were telling me that I'm feeling. And I'm like, I don't get it. Like, I'm driving normally and stuff. So, I feel, so for some reason, I feel like it's an enemy sabotage to just put, like, you're going to die. You know, all that kind of stuff. So, um, I think it's too twofold, to be honest. Okay. I think what you said was correct. When you go through so much, you get pushed down, you get knocked down. Mm-hmm. You know, like I said this past week so many things have happened mm-hmm. but then it was a test of faith obviously now i see that mm-hmm. it was a test of how even when the worst of the worst can happen can you still go back to god right mm-hmm. but if you are not a christian or if your faith is wavering mm-hmm. then the more you get knocked down the more your faith will get knocked out right mm-hmm. so then it's you have back. to build your faith you have to keep building your faith mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah it's all yeah you're right it's all about building your faith up it's all about but you can't stay in the same position because then you don't trust god you don't believe that god is the ultimate thing that is in your life mm-hmm. because if you put like if you look at the book of um what is it um ezra when the Israelites were building the temple, the Bible says, like in chapter three, it says, even though they were afraid to build, right? They were afraid, I mean, even though they were afraid of the enemies, they still kept on building anyway. They kept on doing it. So even if we're afraid, we still have to go through whatever it is. That's why I would say, when you go through your fear, it means there's something going on. Whatever you're afraid of in life, if you pass through that fear, you know, it's called breakthrough. That's why I always say all the time, like breakthrough happens because you've overcome whatever it is. Like even though you're afraid, you did it anyway. And those are the things. Like one of the coolest things that I did was my boss was very vulnerable with me. He was just open about his life and everything else. And I was to my surprise and I was like, oh my gosh, this person is so honest about his life. Why should not be honest about my life? So I told him, I was like, just so you know, I have HIV. That's what I said. I came up, I was like, just so you know, I have HIV. And he's like, oh yeah? And then he told me more stories about his life. <laughs> so, and I was like, huh? Cause you're so used to being like, well, I've never been bashed before. Don't get me wrong. Like nobody has ever bashed me except for my family. So the outside was more accepting. He was like, oh really? And then he told me more about his life. So it was just kind of like, wow. You want to say Like it was just wow. Like he didn't look at me any different way. And they were so loving. You know, everybody was so loving. They didn't care. They were just like, okay, you know. And then I was like, all my life I've been like this. I've been living my life for a long time. Six years I spent my life being so alone. And this is what I get. So it's kind of like 
why are we so afraid of living life? Because time is ticking, just like Ecclesiastes tell you. When you spend your time doing something, whatever, you're going to find your time running, running, and you're going to wish that you did everything that you have done. And Ecclesiastes says, do not look back to the past. Keep looking forward. Yeah. So those things that, you know, I tried to change my perspective because I, I felt like I lived a lie, even though people wouldn't tell what I was going through, you know. It was kind of like, but I felt like right now. I, I, ooh. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't yeah. satisfying. Either. Yeah, that's, that's the annoying thing. Yeah, right now I feel like I'm in freedom and I'm able to like I'm more happier. Like I trust God because I'm like you were right. Like He is right. Yeah. You know, the moment that He told me, He's like, if you want me to use your life, you have to let go of everything that you're afraid of. And I'm so happy. It's the best decision I ever made. My relationship with Christ is the best relationship I've ever made. I don't care, hands down, whatever you want to say, like, I love Jesus, mm-hmm. like, he's the center of everything, everything else, everything has to revolve around him, mm-hmm. you know, and that's just the way my life works, so, mm-hmm. it's so exciting, I just love Jesus, like, he's just amazing, like, yeah. I think also, like, what, you know, going back to, <clears throat> he was saying, like, there's so much being bombarded in terms of the negative that mm-hmm. it's easier to believe. Uh, obviously, as you grow in your faith with God, He begins to reinforce Himself with the promises of His Word, right? Mm-hmm. You know, there's a hope in the Lord shall renew their strength. Mm-hmm. So you have all these scriptures that help you um, not walk by faith, uh, not walk by sight, uh, walk to walk by faith, but not by sight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, <clears throat> I think it's just yeah, um, it, it's it's always going to be a growing thing because you're always going to see. As you're pointing out, there's always going to be that next level, and things are going to be worse mm-hmm. than that next level. Um, if God is using that level, either He might be using that level to prepare you mm-hmm. for the next one, or you already, as you're saying, already prepared mm-hmm. because of previous, level. yeah, yeah. Things, so. And on top of that, we have to understand, like in every season, like you know, God is always moving. He's very intentional, and yeah, yeah. this is what I was telling Rachel: like, be full of God and be filled by the Holy Spirit, because. When the Holy Spirit is in you, there's so much wisdom that you have that is not just from your own making, but it is the intelligence of God that he uses, you know, even to honor your life. You know, like God honors our lives. And like, even though the things that seem so shameful to other people, he makes them, you know, seem like nothing. Because one of the biggest fear that I ever had was just like, you know, even though everybody knew about it, it was just like, how do I make friends from my story? Is everybody accepting? How are they? You know, how are they going to be? But understanding that I'm made, made in the image of God, and it doesn't matter what people think. And at the end of the day, you know, God has always told us in his word that when you have to deny, you know, yourself and carry the cross, and that's the purpose that we have. So it's not about what people are going to say or whatever that person is going to say, because people are evil anyway. All of us are evil. <laughs> Even myself, I'm evil. So, and that's the thing that we have to understand. That's exactly what I was gonna say. Yeah, we're all evil. The thing is, like, it's the evil person that's in you that's attacking you. Mm-hmm. It ain't even, it ain't even really other people. Like other people think things and stuff, mm-hmm. but really, a lot of the time they not gonna bring it towards you. Mm-hmm. So it's really irrelevant to you. Mm-hmm. It's really what's going on in, in your, your mind. mind. Yeah, it's a battle of the minds because you cannot put something in somebody else's face and go like, this is what they're saying. And part of it is because we, you know, it's the enemy's tactics. 
he will give you this illusion in your little head this is what this person is talking about or this is what this person is saying people actually don't care <laughs> they actually don't care they hear a story and they move on because they have so many things to worry about themselves too and you know it's just everything is irrelevant i think it's just a matter of, and the enemy is very cunning when it comes to that like if we allow him to use our minds we're going to believe everything that's in our mind and we're going to put it in reality. And when reality happens, because you use whatever you're feeling and that's basically what is projecting out there. So that's how powerful we are at the same time as people. You know, we're so powerful that our minds can, if you say, I'm going to isolate myself, there you go. If you say, this person is doing that. No, you're the one who's just carrying that bad Yeah, just like things you manipulate the Bible. People always do that. Like, they get what they want out of the Bible. Yeah, and mm-hmm. then make people mm-hmm. pick Thomas Jefferson I just heard it today um, he apparently according to Joey he's like I, he highlighted the stuff in the Bible and then cut out the stuff he didn't like he highlighted the stuff he liked and care and you know, cut out the stuff he didn't and then he just carried that around with him yeah that's a lot of people now, dude. yeah and it doesn't work that way um no. yeah so, and then all of this stuff is just being uh, being able. And then all of us understanding that, you know, we are going to do more. And that's the thing that I always ask God. Because I believe, like, my my desire is for God to use all of the miracles, signs, and wonders in my generation. Because I want it to be so normal that, and this is why I also God, I'm like, I always hear stories about cancer. What about HIV? Like, can't you, not even just HIV, anything. Can't you just dramatically heal people? And when you speak a word, that happens because God spoke all the words. And that's that's my desire. Like I desire that, and I tell God all the time. I'm like, you have to, you know, use us so we can perform those signs and wonders. Because you say you, we're gonna do more than that, and that's what I'm waiting for. I'm waiting for that rush. I'm not playing. <laughs> like I'm waiting for signs, wonders, miracles, and everything. Because for me, I remember one time somebody came and faced me, and they were like. Oh, what happened to your arm? I was like, he's like, do you think Jesus, do you know that Jesus can heal you? I'm like, oh, Jesus can heal you, He's like, yeah, your arm can go back to normal. I was like, I've never heard such a thing. So I told him just like that. I was like, no. And then over the years, I thought, I thought about it. I was like, why don't I believe that Jesus can heal my hand? Like, he can fix everything. My skin can go back to normal. Mm. You know, remember when, um, who did Jesus, like, when the shriveled hand? Yeah. yeah. So I'm like, this straight forth, your shriveled hand. And the hand just comes extending. So I'm like, what makes us so uncomfortable with the supernatural? But yeah, we can believe the dark side of the supernatural. We, can, we don't want to believe in the... We are busy believing what we just can do and all that stuff. What about what God can do? Because he created all things. You know, can we believe in him for all those things? In that moment, it's the thing that I used to wonder all the time about my arm. Because the guy told me, he's like, God can heal that. And I used to be like, man. <laughs> you know, and then sometimes I get scared. I'm like, can you, God? <laughs> you know, you're asking that. So those are the things that, and it, it checks your heart and it checks your faith. Like, do you really mm-hmm. believe that God can do that? Mm-hmm. So, and those are the questions, like the things mm-hmm. that you deem impossible. Yeah, you never thought about rubbing nothing on it? Huh? Rubbing anything on it? I don't want my scars to be healed. I'm fine. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying, like, the person who was telling me, like, if I didn't want my scars, Jesus can make my skin like the way it is over the side. Somebody told me to get a tattoo over there. They used to tell me that too. <laughs> <laughs> I like, right, this is a, not all the way developed. Oh, that needle might stick through. Mm-hmm. And then you can have infection. So yeah. that's just weird. I'm okay. I've always, you know, I've always been okay. I don't even pay attention. Sometimes I don't remember that I got burnt until somebody reminds me that you got burnt. Some of this stuff is just moving about. Yeah. 
So we're gonna read 17. It says all the way. I think I'm gonna finish this one. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I think I'm gonna finish at 30. So I can give. And it says, then the high priest and all his associates who were members of the party of the Sadducees were, were filled with jealousy. They arrested the apostles and put them in public jail. But during the night, an angel of the Lord opened the door, opened the doors of the jail and brought them out. Go stand in the temple courts and he said, tell the people about this new life. At daybreak, they entered the temple courts as they had been told and began to teach the people. When the high priest and his associates arrived, they called together the Sanhedrin, the full assembly of the elders of Israel, and sent to jail and sent to the to the jail for the apostles. But on arriving at the jail, the the officers did not find them there. So they went back and reported, "We have found the jail secu securely locked, with the guards standing at the doors. But when we opened them, we found no one inside." On hearing this report, the captain of the temple guard and the chief priests were at a loss, wondering what this might lead to. Then someone came and said, Look, the men you put in jail are standing Rachel, one. The oh. men you put in jail are standing in the temple courts teaching the people. At that the captain went with his officers and brought the apostles. They did not use force because they feared that the people would stone them. The apostles were brought in and made to appear before the Sanhedrin to be questioned by the high priest. We gave you strict orders not to teach in this name. He said, Yet you have filled Jerusalem with, all, with your teaching and are determined to make us guilty for this man's blood. Peter and the other apostles replied, We must obey God rather than human beings. The God of our ancestors raised Jesus from the dead, whom you killed by hanging him on, the, on a cross. God exalted him to his own right hand as prince and savior, that he might bring Israel to repentance and forgive, forgive their sins. We are witnesses of these things. So is the Holy Spirit, whom God has given to those who obey him. When they heard this, they were furious and wanted to put them to death. But a, phar a Pharisee named Gam Gamaliel, a teacher of the law who was honored by all the people, stood up in the Sanhedrin and ordered that the men put that the men be put outside for a little while. Then he addressed the Sanhedrin, men of Israel, carefully consider carefully what you intend to do to these men. Some time ago, Thaddeus, right? Thaddeus mm -hmm. appeared claiming to be somebody. About 400 men rallied to him. He was killed, all his followers dispersed, and it came to nothing. After him, Judas and Judas the Galilean, Galilean, appeared, Galilean appeared in the days of the census and led a band of people in revolt. He, he, he too was killed and all his followers were scattered. Therefore, in the present case, I advise you, leave these men alone. Let them go, for if their purpose or activity is of human origin, it will fail. But if it is from God, you will not be able to stop these men. You will only find, yourself fighting, find yourselves fighting against God. 
his speech persuaded them. They called the apostles in and flogged them. Then they ordered them not to speak in the name of Jesus and let them go. The apostles left the Sanhedrin rejoicing because they had been counted worthy of suffering disgrace for the name. Day after day, after day in the temple courts, from house to house, they never stopped teaching and proclaiming the good news that Jesus is the Messiah. I love like the last end because I highlight a lot. And um, so in this part, the main part um, that uh, came to mind uh, oh, there it is. What? 38, right? 38 and 39. Yeah. 38, 39. Oh. Yeah. For my favorite one, it's um, the part where the angel says, verse 20 says, Go and stand in the temple courts and say, Tell the people all about this new life. So, a lot of us Christians, like when God comes in us, especially when you were younger and you wanted to tell people about God and stuff like that. Like for me, it was always like that. But I, I think I've learned because the Holy Spirit has told me, well, I used to tell people about Jesus and try to make him change. Like, I used to get irritated with everything. Like, you're sinning against God and blah, 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 and all that stuff. And then, you know, with discipline, the Holy Spirit has taught me a lot. But, um, and I also love the fact that, you know, as believers, you know, when we give our lives to Christ, we are disciples. And that's something that everybody has to remember. Like, your life is you're supposed to be a fisher of men and uh, people think that when you know you're a christian you just live a normal life no you are supposed to catch other you know people and bring them to christ so and that's why god tells us let your life so shine before men so they can see the uh what is it let your life so shine before men so they can see good works and, uh, and glorify the father yeah. so they can see the good works so you have to the Bible also reminds us, by the fruit we shall know them. So you have to live a fruitful life. We're all sinners, yes. But you have to live a fruitful life that asks, like people, when they see you, they go like, you know, what is so different about you? And I want to know why your life is this peaceful. I want to know why your life is like that. And for me, and that's what sparks conversations, because a lot of people always ask me, and they go like, why are you always happy? And like, what is there to be sad about? Mm -hmm. You know, and then, you know, and they ask me, like, well, you should be mad because this has happened to your life and I'm like really you know I was like I don't get it like you know I was like that's not the reason for my reason for it is like because of Jesus I leave and that to me is an excitement like that is what gives me my testimony and, and that the reason why I feel like and I tell people like my testimony has saved my life okay because instead of getting mad at God I got more stronger in God because I question everything even though his the word of God says my grace is sufficient enough, you know, in in your weakness, you know, in my in my in my weakness, God is made strong, so I see my strong. So therefore I am pushed back and God has to go more. So I have to decrease and God has to be glorified all the time. And that's the way I look at God in my life. Like every time when I'm afraid, I was like, Well, the Bible says, you know, the Lord is my strength. Boom. Let's go. So I use the word of God to, you know, kind of pull myself through pushing forward. And that's basically what it is. I use the word of God. When the word of God comes, um, Psalms remind us that I've hidden the word of God in my heart so that I might not sin against God. And that's the reason why we have to read the word of God so that we can hide in our hearts. So when a day of evil comes, you know, the Holy Spirit reminds you. Sometimes it might remind you with the word of God and it comes to your minds. And that's how you're able to be victorious in all things. So, um... 
David, did you have that one? Yeah. Which one? Uh, it's just 38 and 39. Okay. Um, mostly in the middle of 38, starting in the middle of 38, before it is. Hold on, let me take my headphones off because I can hear myself. <laughs> <laughs> For if their purpose or activity is from hum- is of human mm-hmm. origin, it will fail. But if it was from God, you will not be able to stop these men. It just reminds me, the Bible says all the time, let God be, be true. true and let man be a lie. So um, I like that I can say that all, in, in my head I was thinking most of my successes, no, all of my successes in life were because of God. Um, and, you know, getting the job, um, as you said, we were praying about it. You guys were praying. You were praying about it. And then God had told you, he already has it. Why are you still praying about it? So I'm like, okay. Um, you know, having a place to live right after college. Um, you know, just passing in college in general. Getting my degree, bachelor's in, in you know, such a short time. And just all that stuff amounted to just giving him glory, essentially. And yeah. I haven't had to worry about the, the things that people who straight out of college have to worry about all the time i haven't felt that and that's that's a blessing yeah i feel like um in a season it's it's called of obedience i think people don't understand the benefits because i've understood the benefits of god i've understand i've understood the language of god so therefore i do not worry or panic for anything because one thing that god does is like he's he balances everything like when he takes away from this side for one person's benefit like in a season sometimes a season might be corporate and sometimes season might be you know cut in a sense so in everything else like the transition i call this transition seasons of transitions Mm -hmm. because it teaches you a lot you know from coming back from my testimony at one point in my transition you know you know staying with people and the way they treated me and i was like god this is so horrible but it pushed me to pray every time when somebody treats me bad i pray i don't go to like people and do that like i bottle in prayer because for me it pushes me to asking why is this happening it's called travailing a lot of people don't understand those terms like when you're struggling in the fre- in the flesh that means in the spirit realm there's a fight that's going on that's just why you're having friction in the reality and then you know i remember last time when i was staying with people at first i was staying by myself well, I stayed with Rachel, and then something happened, and then I had to stay by myself, and then I had to stay with people, and then people were not treating me good, you know, and then I was like, I can't go back to my parents' house. I have to stand on the word that, you know, God promised, which was basically, I will provide for you all the way, and he did, and then the transition of coming over here, and then it's just me and Philip, we had to learn how to communicate, because I'm very independent, I'm very go-getter, okay, I think that's what God had to teach me. It's been interesting, like, God had to cut me off and be like, you need to learn how to you know let others help you because i'm like i'm always moving like my mind is always just like do this do that i'm very practical like nothing faces me that's what i've noticed so and then that kind of thing and i had to learn how to trust people like trust the boys so in that transition came in a different direction so it's always transitions like god is a god of uh movement you just have to understand his language when you understand his language there's always so much peace because you understand who god is and when you understand who god is you understand what he's doing so therefore you will not worry because the holy spirit announces himself before he does something mm-hmm. that's the coolest thing that people don't understand god announces himself in your life before he does something he will tell you ahead of time this is what i'm doing in your life and this is what but the reality is when god tells you something are we believing him what he says so he announces himself all my life god has announced has announced himself 
but I didn't catch on to it until I grew mature in God because people used to speak over my life and tell me, you're going to go through a hard time. Who tells you that? He's like, I wanted to tell you that God told me to tell you that you're going to go through a hard time. Yeah. But it's going to make you stronger in God. I mean, come on. I was like, <laughs> dude, what the heck? So, and those kind of things that we go through in life, it's the protection of the Holy Spirit that he protects us. It's a favor. It's called favor. Mm-hmm. It's undeserving, but because you are walking in obedience with Christ, he favors you. It doesn't make sense. Because sometimes me, I don't understand what's going on. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't make sense. But because you are in God, and the word of God says, trust in the Lord with all your heart, and lean not on your understanding, but in all your ways acknowledge God, and he will direct your path. Mm-hmm. That's how simple it is. And that's basically what happens to your life. Favor. Yeah, you that's made. Huh? 40 and 41 is interesting. 40 and 41. Yeah, it's, it's, it's speech persuaded them. They called the apostles in and had them flawed. Mm-hmm. Then they ordered them not to speak in the name of Jesus and let them go. Mm-hmm. The apostles left the Sanhedrin mm-hmm. rejoicing because they had been counted worthy of suffering disgrace for the name. Mm-hmm. They celebrated mm-hmm. that they got chastised about Jesus mm-hmm. because they, they know that it's worth it. Yeah. Yeah, Paul tells us in the other chapter, he says, rejoice uh, for, you know, being persecuted for doing good. You know, do not rejoice that you did something bad. And he's, <laughs> you know, it just tells, count it all joy. And I count it all joy. That's why, I, like, you know, I remember my sister called me last time. She was, like, crying. And she's like, oh, you know, the people at the thing, the guy that was helping cast me out, I was like, rejoice. I was like, people have cast me out so many times. I was like, do you know what happened? He's actually releasing his blessing. He's forfeiting his blessing and giving it to you. That's basically what happened because people don't understand the authority of the spiritual realm. Mm-hmm. So I was telling her, like, just be happy. Guess what? You've gained a crown in the presence of God because you did the right thing, but somebody cursed you out for doing the right thing. Mm-hmm. And that's what people don't understand. It's like planting favor. That's why I me, mean, I've never been broke in my life. Oh. Like, that never <laughs> happens. I get blessings from blessing. I might not have money, but somehow God suddenly just it's called suddenly because it's the the rights that we have as children of god understanding that's why read the word of god and understand the nature of god you will know what god is doing in your life and you will not be surprised because you count it on joy in everything that you do whether it's persecution or whatever whether somebody hates you for no reason it might hurt in that moment but get to know who god is and get to know like what he's saying in your life you don't need somebody to tell you what God is doing in your life. You don't need a prophetic word. You can ask God yourself. Mm-hmm. So, those are the things I tell people. Like, you don't need all that stuff. Just pray and he'll speak to you. Like, he'll give you clarity. It's just understanding and being in tune. And how you get in tune with God's wisdom is reading his word, listening to his word, just getting to know him, have a relationship. Like, a sincere relationship. I like to date God. I even tell him all the time. I'm like, I miss you. I'm just dramatic. I'm sorry. <laughs> that's just my life. But anyway, um, that's it. Um, so. It's good. It's good. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. Right in there. Um, what's wrong? So that I'm going to act since I read first to. First to two, 
uh, in those days when number of disciples were increasing the Hellenistic Jews among them complained about the broke Jews because the widow were not were being overlooked in the daily distribution of food so the twelve gathered together all the disciples together and said it would be not right for us not to neglect the word of uh, God in order of in order to wait on table tables so um the first verse uh, kind of show on how when the number of people or when the number of believers increasing mm-hmm. and become like um, many number mm-hmm. they will come in their problems also <laughs> like um so what is the rule of church what the rule of church in of solving other people's problem mm-hmm. yeah so that is a um, question we need to uh, figure out how to how to solve people's problem when we when they come into the church at the church, how are we going to solve um, others' problem too? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because as people coming, um, seeking God and coming to God, they are also facing as a, a life problem. Like um, mm-hmm. we see here, they mention food, but mm-hmm. there are people who are rich. They have money, they have food, mm-hmm. but they don't have peace in their mind. Mm-hmm. You can see, um, for example, when you search in the number of people who suicide themselves, mm-hmm. uh, many percentages, people who have money, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. that means you can have money, you can have food, but still you don't have that peace in your mind. You don't have. Uh, comfort and whatever mm-hmm. that's drive your nerves to suicide yourself mm-hmm. so how the church how are we going to solve those kinds of of, of problems mm-hmm. are you asking us a question yeah, yeah. Oh. oh okay um i believe for me when it comes to situations i've always been a, a woman who always helps uh, I used to get in trouble all the time. Sometimes I used to invite, like, I remember one of my friend, um, well, I wouldn't get in trouble, I wouldn't say that, but I always kind of bombarded my family to help somebody else. I'm mm-hmm. always, like, that kind of person. I remember one time when my friend was going through an abusive situation, and, you know, I told my parents, I'm like, can I use your car? You know, I didn't have a car. I was like, can I use your car so I can go pick up my friend because this is what's going on. And I love our parents because they're very welcoming. Mm-hmm. Um, and they kind of, you know, allowed that. They allowed, you know, when I needed, I used to bring people at home and my parents allowed it. Whether people used to sleep in the house <laughs> all the time, mm-hmm. our parents allowed it. And I'll give them a logic reason, you know, why I should, you know, cause I was very honest, you know, and that's the kind of thing. So I've always been that kind of person who always brings anybody. Even if somebody has been so mean, like, cause I understand like they're going through a lot, so that kind of person like because i know i'm stronger in my emotions i have maturity 
So I've always been that one person who is very patient. I'm actually patient with people. I never knew that I was patient. I was thought that I was not, but I'm actually patient because I give people so many fallbacks. Like you can just come. Like I don't care what you do, just keep on coming. I don't care what you've been through, you know. Because I have a lot of friends with so many stories, and sometimes I'm like, you make my life sound better mm. all the time. So, and that kind of points, like, I never judged anybody because I know that I'm a sinner. So, I've always been a loving person, and I don't, you know, I might correct somebody. I might correct you, but it doesn't mean that I'm trying to condemn you, but I'm just trying to show you this is what's going on in your life and stuff like that. But I've always been that person, like, no matter what kind of sin has happened to you, just come. Like, I don't look at people as dirty or anything like that, like, mm. because I know that I'm not in the paddle of the pool because... The Bible says all have sinned, you know, all of us are sinners. And Jesus was always a lover of people who are sinners, prostitutes and stuff. So my friends have been through a lot, like a lot. And have, you know, been through, like I've helped them a lot. Mm. Like I, my parents were so nice about it too. So. I think, I think that's the first step in helping is to not judge. Right, and we were talking about this in the men's disciple group. What is your first thought when someone you know opens up to you, or you see something on the news that someone did something? If your first thought is to be disgusted, then you are wrong, mm-hmm. right? Um, and they brought up so murder. Someone kills somebody. If your first thought is, "Oh, they're a murderer," well, you lied yesterday. Mm-hmm. That's 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 sin is sin. It's the same thing. Because mm-hmm. the consequences yeah. might be different. You might be going to jail for murder. You can go to jail for lying too. But <laughs> it's not the same consequence right but then they brought up so then you know everyone's like oh yeah she's sort of murder we'll, we'll, we can help them out but then they brought up the next one which is pedophilia mm-hmm. right and like, that's, like yeah and that's that's another thing they're like okay so if your first thought is to be disgusting you're still wrong even yeah, though oh god that's good mm-hmm. Wait, yeah, yeah. speaking about like i'm yeah. not lie. <laughs> yeah and, and that's that's the thing it's like okay if our first thought is that then we are still wrong in, in the sense to judge because we're all sinners we're mm-hmm. still you know we're still sinners in that sense so the, i think the first thing is to acknowledge that we're all sinners we're all under that same level playing field quote unquote mm-hmm. um and your next step would be to how can i help this person get over whatever they're mm-hmm. um, going through right if something is ex- is, ex- is as extreme as pedophilia that does have to do with spirits and whatnot but mm-hmm. you can still pray for that person you can still do something counseling yeah. something right? i think so i think yeah, you're right, because the church, I, you just, like, spun what I wanted to say, because I was thinking, like, the church needs to do more. In yeah, they need to do more. Well, then you say that, and then I'm like, wait a second, what yeah, you guys church. just said, yes, <laughs> is yeah. ultimately the church's hands and feet. It's like, um, you know, the church, the doors aren't always open all the time, mm-hmm. right? You can only text your pastor, you know, hey, so-and-so is dealing with this, that, this, and that, and it's mm-hmm. like... What are you doing personally? About yeah. It? yeah. So I think I was, yeah, I was gonna say like you know the church needs to do more outreaches, they need to do all of this, and they do all that stuff. But I think it's much more effective when, when it's personal. yeah when it's personal and the person can see you and talk with you and go through life with you. Yeah. So I feel like it's love because um, I remember three years ago when I met my friend, um, she was like into the whole thing and I used to tell her about Jesus all the time and of course she wouldn't invite me to certain places but we used to have lunch we used to have lunch all the time together because I couldn't you know live the lifestyle that she lived and I never judged her I never did anything else until God I kept on praying for her 
Like, I prayed for her every time she would call me. You know, I'm in this abusive relationship and then, you know, all this stuff, just crazy stuff. And I would talk to her all the time when she needed to, you know, and I was there. And then sometimes I got kind of annoyed because I'm like, I just told you the same story. And then, you know, it was just grace. And the Holy Spirit would show me all the time, like, stop getting mad, you need to be patient. And as time went by, three years passed, and then something drastic happened, of course, that allowed her to give her life to Christ. And then she came to me, and it was just so, she's like, Mamos, I need to give my life to Christ. I just don't want to be in this thing. And I was, it was just a privilege to lead someone to Christ. And we prayed the sinner's prayer, and we did everything. It was so beautiful that, you know, I, was, you know, I helped her in that level. And sometimes other people, I've never helped them to that level. And other people have bashed me because I knew what was going on. But because you didn't listen and you want to ask me back, oh, why didn't you tell me this was what was going on? Because you needed another voice. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you have people who don't value you because they look down on you, even though you were there for them. And then the, another person tells them the same thing and they come back to you and tell, them, tell you, why didn't you tell me? But I was like, I was saying the same thing. You just didn't hear me. <laughs> So, and that kind of thing in that moment. So I've had those kind of um, dramatic things, but it, it, it is a privilege to lead people to Christ yeah. and understand and they come to you and, you know, and follow up. I've always followed up with my friends, like how is your relationship? You know, even though some of them are far, like I've always followed up. Cause you don't want to lead somebody to Christ and then leave them hanging mm-hmm. because it's a relationship, it's a community, it's a discipleship and stuff like that. And that's what I was telling you about Coley. Have you re- written him? I haven't sent the letter. I did you write, just right. sent the letter. You know, we had a friend who we grew up with. Um, you know, he had a crush on me. He did a friend. <laughs> he's a yeah. yeah, he's in jail because, um, yeah, he hurt somebody. Well, somebody died. He killed somebody. But not on purpose. So, and that kind of thing. And I told my brother to check on him because he was a good kid at the end of the day. We knew him personally. So, to me, that was an accident. You know, and knowing Cody, you know, he fell back because we were like a family, all of us. Until when we left, everything just changed. All of our friends, until we left, everybody just changed. Like every time when you shift, it's like people just change. For me, I always think that it's not a genuine relationship with Christ. When people shift like that, because if I depart from you, you should be the same way. Mm -hmm. That means you are not, you were probably faking it because you wanted to be around, you know, believers and stuff. And that's just the way it is. So just check on Cody. I always tell you that, like, write him a letter. I mean, send a letter, send the letter. and call him. Yeah, hopefully when he comes out, because when he comes out, at least, you know, he can feel that love from God. I know that he killed somebody. There's nothing we can do about it. But, um... Oh, no, yeah. yeah. I, uh, yeah, I always, I'll get into that. Um, send, uh, I, I'll text his mom, actually, <coughs> to figure out where he is, because apparently they moved him because of COVID-19, and at least, I think she said, like, Lake City. Um, which yeah, which was not where he was initially. So um, I'll text you one more time before I send this letter. Where is he so that I can get to him specifically? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Make sure you're sending some money too. Mm-hmm. I don't know what they do with the money, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah. Um. I'll read three to um, seven. Brother and sister, choose seven men from among you who are known to be full of spirit and wisdom. We will turn this responsibility over to them and we will give our attention to prayer and ministry of the world. This proposal pleased the whole group 
the two step and manful of faith and in the whole spirit also Philip Prochorus Nicano Timon uh, Pamenas Nicholas from Antioch a co covert to Judaism they presented these men to the apostles who prayed and laid their hands on them so the word of God spread the number of disciples in Jerusalem increased rapidly and a large number of priests uh, become obedient to the faith so uh, here as we all want to uh, be missionary to spread the word of God uh, being a preacher or teacher to teach the word um, we see here they mention just few things uh, in order to fulfill this dream first you need to be uh, you need to have the spirit of God in you to have freedom and to be uh, full of faith so my question to all of us um, are we ready for the, the, the responsibility to be praying for the responsibility of spreading the, the word of God the responsibility of being a Christian teacher um, the readiness determined by these three factors mentioned um, uh, spirit of God, wisdom and faith so my question to uh, are we ready for the responsibility of spreading the word of God yeah I think um, you said uh, wisdom and faith uh, all Christians are filled with the Holy Spirit that's, um, that's a good standard uh, wisdom increases because as Amber was saying there's some instances where you have to share the gospel in a specific way because um, this person is either not ready to receive it or your motives are not correct you know mm -hmm. you're trying to force them to believe when they're they're just not going to at that point they're not ready mm -hmm. so there's wisdom in how you, you share that um, but then also there's also faith in believing that God's word is true right every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God um, it's like a seed it'll be planted and it'll grow and it'll you know produce a seed for the soul and bread for the eater mm -hmm. you know, it will not return to God void mm -hmm. so having that faith uh, and also receiving that wisdom from God um, yeah I think if you have those in line you're ready ready to share the gospel um, and t-shirt yeah on a personal note I I've always I don't think I fully understood the gospel until probably the last two years or something like that. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, you hear it, you believe it, and whatnot, when you're a child and, and all that. But then when you get to the point where the Holy Spirit actually takes the scales off of your eyes and you actually hear <coughs> the Because I don't think I've ever heard the full gospel until I actually dove into Matthew myself mm -hmm. and actually heard, you know, Jesus did this and that and this and that. 
And so then, or read all four Gospels, actually. Um, and that's when I fully started to understand. And then I heard Joby and sermons and stuff like that. But it didn't take only one listen, right? It didn't take only one day. It took, I guess, several years of me just going through it, starting this Bible study and getting into the Word and, and whatnot. So now I, I think I can say that I'm confident enough to tell someone what the Gospel is and mm -hmm. for me to fully believe it. Right. We heard that story of the guy who told this person in the cafe about the gospel and whatnot, and she's like, do you really believe that? Yeah. Mm -hmm. It doesn't feel like you do, right? Mm -hmm. And you don't want to be caught in that <laughs> in that mess, mm -hmm. yeah. in that situation. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah I think it's also been, um, when the Bible even tells us that by the fruit you shall know them, mm -hmm. you know, what fruit are you living? It's all about living your life in right standing with God. All of us are sinners. But it's all about, uh, is your life a representative of Christ? And that's basically what it is. Because yourself, as you are walking, you are a mouthpiece for God. Whether you are speaking or you're not speaking, that's also preaching the gospel. Because a lot of people always think that you have to say something. No, you as a conduct yourself, I think Paul reminds us all the time and he says that, you know, be careful. He was telling Timothy, be careful how you live your life. Because a lot of people are watching you. Because you claim to be a Christian, so you have to represent what you say. You know, you, whatever you speak out, it has to be as though you were walking because that's what you said you are. So therefore, if somebody catches you on, you're going to make other people stumble because what? Don't be a stumbling block. Even the Bible tells us, don't be a stumbling block for other people. So you have to be genuine in general and you have to keep on going. Mm -hmm. So in the sense of being ready, am I ready for the gospel? As time has gone by, I would say, yes, I am ready. When I was younger, I would say I was so uh, zealous for God. But as I grew older, I didn't know how much it's going to take to carry the cross and mm -hmm. deny myself. Yeah. But with the revelation of the Holy Spirit and who God is in my life, as he, exp you know, as he reveals you know, himself to me more and more, mm -hmm. I would say that, yes, I am ready to carry the cross. Even if it says I have to die for his cross, I will die for it. That's the way it is. And God told me that when you walk with me, it's going to be that hard. So, back to you guys. Are you ready to die for the cross? Yeah. Take me. Yeah, I, honestly, I've been... It's, it's a terrible way of living, but... You know, I've been ready to go... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> for a long but time. is it a selfish reason to go? Yeah, you understand. That. That's my point. Yeah. yeah. It's a selfish reason. Reason to go, yeah. because even Paul says it. Like, it's okay for... Like, Paul even reminds for us all the time. He's like, Christ. yeah, I want to, you know, be... You know, with to be Christ. absent from the body. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I want to do that, but there's so much to do. And yeah. that's the reason why when I wake up in the morning, I'm like, Jesus, what do you want me to do? Because sometimes you don't have to tell people about God, but let people ask you. Because people get curious. Mm -hmm. They're like, why are you like this? Yeah. Like, they already asked me at my job. <laughs> They're like, what are you? That's what somebody asked me. <laughs> wow. And I was like, I'm a prophet. What do you do? I was like, did I just say that? Yeah. He's like, why are you sound like you don't want to say it? <laughs> <laughs> that's what they asked me. I was like, wow. yeah. I was like, I kind of preach. It's like, why, why are you not confident about it? I was like, because nobody ever asked me what I do. Because yeah. they were asking me about what I do on YouTube. Like, they were so specific, they didn't want to know. Yeah. So I asked them back, are you a Christian? So that's how conversation starts. Yeah. You go back and forth, back and forth. Sick, what? Sick. Oh, yeah. you scared? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought you was a bug. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm scared of bugs. Okay. I, you can borrow the phone. Check, yeah. Oh, okay. you can board on my It's phone. not a. Is that iPhone? 
it's iPhone, but it's different one. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, thank you. So, yeah, that was so funny. Yeah, so to <laughs> my side, oh, yeah. yesterday I met one uh, old man, mm. so I took my uh, trolls to flea market for alteration. Mm-hmm. Like it was, uh, you know, when you, oh, yeah. You, yeah, so I took it so they can redo it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so um, we were there talking, and the that man told me, um, uh, "I do you know God?" Mm-hmm. Oh, like, yeah, I that. Yeah, so uh, I I asked him, "Why you ask me that question?" <laughs> so he just say, "Oh, why is really hard to respond like yes or no?" <laughs> <laughs> So I just say, yeah, so he started like to tell me about um, God, he is Christian, Mm -hmm. so he started to share the gospel and Mm -hmm. I really like the way he shared, so Mm -hmm. what he told me is um, we as Christians, we really scared to share the gospel when we met somebody, like we really scared about our faith. Mm-hmm. We can't share what we uh, we believe in. Mm-hmm. Like uh, when you meet somebody, you got friends or whatever you talking. Mm-hmm. Um, when they ask him about your belief, mm-hmm. sometimes others scared even to tell their their belief. Mm-hmm. So what he told me is uh, there is no uh, like there is no such such a time or you can say this is a perfect time for me to start spreading the gospel mm-hmm. that time will never come mm-hmm. so you need to start in slowly meeting mm-hmm. one people one whenever people you meet you start sharing the gospel, the gospel. Uh, and he says some people are rude you know you have to know how to handle those like mm-hmm. when somebody don't want to listen you can't force but there are some people who are willing to mm-hmm. listen yeah That's this good. was really good yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Good. i really i really like it and uh what uh, lucas and megan mm-hmm. the way they they do they're now uh, travel for missionary Mission, work yeah. yeah so that's in- inspired me a lot and they well, you want to be a missionary <laughs> too yeah, I, I just say like if they can You can too. Yeah, I can too. And they go into the place that we have been and we know we know mm-hmm. people there. Yeah. So it's that's amazing. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, okay. mm-hmm. So um from this the last one actually is talking about let me read from eight to um, up to end. Mm. Now Stephen, a man of full of God's grace and power, performed great wonders and signs among the people. Opposition arose, however, from members of synagogue of the freedmen, as it was called, Jews of Cyrene and Alexandria, as as well as the pro- province of 
Cilicia and Asia, who began to urge with Stephen. But they could not stand up against the wisdom of the spirit, the wisdom the spirit gave him as he spoke. Then they secretly persuaded some men to say, We have heard Stephen spe speak. Um, Blasphemous. word against Moses and against God. So they stirred up the people and elders and they teach and the teachers of the law. They says Stephen and brought him before the Sanhandria. Sanhandria. They proceeded forth with witnesses who testified. This fellow never stopped speaking against this whole place and against the law. For we have heard him say that this Jesus of Nazareth will destroy this place and change the customs Moses handed down to us. All who were sitting in the Sanhedrin looked intently at Stephen, and they saw that his face was like the face of an angel. So, um, this part of trying to describe how hard it is when you start uh, spreading the, um, the, the, the gospel, mm -hmm. and it's said directly, like, you face a lot of oppositions. Mm -hmm. It's like when um, uh, Megan and Lucas say they are going to uh, Islam, Islamic domi um, dominant country. Mm -hmm. and it's like a community where a lot of people, you can say all of people are Muslim and you're going to spread the gospel. Mm -hmm. So it will be really, really tough for them. Mm -hmm. and. Um, like on the Bible study men's group, we see how um, under under undercover or underground um, Christians. Yeah, mm -hmm. they they face they really face hard times. So mm -hmm. this this section here always trying to describe how hard it is. Mm -hmm. So we said we are ready to uh, spread the gospel. Mm -hmm. So my question for us. Uh, are we really ready to handle this <laughs> uh, these oppositions? Uh, I think uh, uh, yes and as it comes mm -hmm. right because I think a lot of the opposition um, is going to take a lot of getting used to um, mm -hmm. and until unless God is going to in the seasons of wilderness is going to build your skin so you're tougher I think he's, he's already there. been doing that because yeah. if you think about it, in this season, yeah. remember what happens, the Black Lives Matter yeah. and all this stuff, and then you're not black enough, and you're not this, just stand up for the truth. Mm, yeah, so the more you stand up for the truth, you're going to be always opposed, and that is going to be a friction. Just like I told you, like it's always that feeling, and then that in turn is a teaching that God does. It's a stretching of your faith because it makes you feel uncomfortable, but yet you know, even through your fear, you have to choose God. Yeah. Does that make sense? 
Like you might be a little wavering at first, but suddenly, uh, God is so faithful. He has been. He's so faithful in us. In His Word, He also reminds us that even when we get weary, He will pick us up. Like He will not let you because you, you know, you accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. And therefore, you know, God will always save you. Like He will give you. Uh, even we see when we look at Stephen in this part where Stephen uh, suddenly, you know, the Holy Spirit was just in him. He was because he was a man full of the Holy Spirit, you know. And when they're looking at him, you know, the wisdom they couldn't stand the wisdom that's in you, and that's basically what happens with all of us when we fill ourselves with the Spirit of God and when we are intimate with the Word of God and stuff like that. God will give you the boldness that it doesn't come from you, but it comes from the Spirit of God. It's not you speaking yeah. and. Uh, uh, I think uh, Matthew chapter 10 reminds us that do not be afraid of those who can kill both body and soul. I mean, do not be afraid of the bo- person who can kill the body, but be afraid of the one who can kill the body and soul. And then it also reminds us in that same chapter that that has been the, the blueprint of my life, actually. The Holy Spirit told me that. He said, do not be afraid of uh, what can kill your body, but be afraid of the one who can kill your soul because he created those things and that's me and that's what he told me when i got my hiv and thus the revelation that i stood on and say even though the enemy can accuse me of this but god is telling me that i'm the one who can destroy you not the enemy mm-hmm. and then in that chapter it reminds us that you know do not worry about what you say the holy spirit will speak through you the same mm-hmm. thing that happened to um you know stephen the holy spirit mm-hmm. spoke through him you're not speaking from without you speaking from within the voice of God you're just a mouthpiece so even in the time of trouble when Stephen we see that in the eighth chapter when Stephen looks up and the Spirit of God like he's not paying attention to what's going on even though they're stoning him he's not paying attention because the presence of God has overwhelmed him to the point where like his focus is on Jesus so even through your death you know the focus is on Jesus so yes the answer is yes for me, I've already seen death. People have told me I'm going to die. So what's the point? <laughs> so might as well go back with, go out with a bang. That's what I would say. I'm going to go out with a bang. I'm going to make sure that everybody knows who God is. You know, it's hard though. But. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think uh, I've often said like, I feel like the way I'm going to die and I hope this is not how it Oh, goes. so you're not going to be saying that? <laughs> say that. You're not God. Yeah, yeah and, that's, and that's my point. Like, I'm just saying like, I would die like a gunman. And I, I wanted, no, I wanted, I thought of that because a lot of Christians... You've got to be careful about what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. The, the reason why I said that was I've heard a lot of more miraculous stories about people who have died in such situations because the gospel then spread even faster than, than the assailants intended. Like McKinsey? Like, well, oh no, she died disease. Well, I know disease, but I'm saying like spreading the gospel, how people got saved because yeah. of McKinsey's story. So yeah, I'm yeah, saying yeah, like... Yeah, the story is, uh, yes. Yeah. There's Cassie. Uh, this one happened in America. Like she, I think she, they told her you have to kill yourself, mm-hmm. or they'll kill you. Oh, they'll kill you. Or I forget what it was. Um, well, if you refuse to, yeah. You know, if you refuse, to. then yeah. yeah. And I was like, well, and and she chose Jesus. Yeah, and what was it? The the last one was this guy. Like I think they were killing his family in front of his eyes one by one. I believe or all at once. And he's like, I'm not going to die, Christ because of this and then the, the, the um, soldiers were so shocked that they asked him how you know what I mean and he shared the gospel with them and so they became saved you know so that's I think when I'm put in that moment and 
the sun and it's my life on the line yeah but <laughs> i feel like denial uh, not denial opposition is much more subtle nowadays right? it's much more um words hostile and just words and not so much so like your life is in danger, danger. yeah I think so, this is going in America. Yes, exactly. Yeah, that's was, my point. My point was going to be. The thing is, going to be in America. Yeah. I think my point was going to be that. Like, there are two types of opposition there's yeah. the physical, where you're being, you know, hurt or, you know, the Christians being beheaded and, yeah. you know, being flogged and whatnot. And those are in, the, in those countries where Christianity is seen as unlawful and whatnot. Yeah. And in those moments, though, God will always give you the grace to go through whatever it is physically that it is. So, yeah. like, if you think of the, your past or in any times where you felt the most physical pain in your life, you think now and you're just like, oh, that was nothing at this point, right? Yeah. So that was God's grace literally holding your, holding you together. Romans 8, moment. 18. Yeah. Uh, would you like to recite <laughs> No, Romans 8, 18. Would you like to recite it? Yeah. Well, I, don't, I forgot what it says. It's on my phone, actually. I consider that this Can't? person is my friend. No, 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 it's fine. Oh, are you done? Yeah, yeah. 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 Okay. yeah. Thank you. So, yeah, and that's always been like, you know, God has always shown me that. Like, every time I, I used to see 818, I'm like, what is this? And then suddenly, one time, I just saw the the scripture pop out. I'm like, it's 818. Yeah. So, and then, you know, in that moment, God was speaking to me through that. And he's like, count it all joy. You know the present suffering that you're suffering that that's always been my uh thing that i focus on whenever that happens comfort or joy like you know even when i got burns going through the low self-esteem and stuff like that people laughing at me people spitting on me and stuff you know even as a child the trauma that i went through because i remember all those memories of people calling you a monster like what's wrong with your arm yeah but anyhow that's mm-hmm. just the past I consider it that our present sufferings are not worth comparing with the glory that will be revealed in us. Yeah. And for me, I take delight in the, I take delight in the wisdom of God because it's so profound in the sense of like, I don't understand, nobody can ever understand the mind of God. Like don't even try to compare it. Because like every time you go through something, you think you've understood God and then a new revelation comes. So in that kind of thing. And then the other thing is like, my question is always this. Why am I here in this country? And, you know, I know my, my mom doesn't like, you know, she would wish that she had raised me and stuff like that. But I think about it. I was like, if I was raised with my mom, I would be a different person because my mom is very open about everything. Like, she's one type of person. So even though I didn't understand then, what now I understand. So I count it all joy in a sense of, like, I have the wisdom that was needed to understand. Even though the pain that I was going through, I didn't understand it. But now that I grew older, I understand it. Like, God was trying to save me as a remnant. And that's what happens. A remnant bride to Christ. To be, you know, present myself holy and pure to him. And that specifically is to preach the gospel. Mm-hmm. And that's what it was. I don't think it would have happened growing up in a Catholic family. You know, because mm-hmm. I was different. I was Pentecostal while everybody else was doing that. I couldn't do this while everybody was doing that. So it was just kind of like different opposition. And my grandma used to make me, want me to go, you know, go get do this and do that and I, I just knew in my life not because my parents made me go to a Pentecostal because I, I knew I was different as mm-hmm. I was growing up I just knew I was different like even the things that I went through because I didn't understand like why do I see things why do I look at this why does this happen like why can my like I can understand people's feelings and all that stuff so I should ask questions so in all things now that I understood it's like you know uh, 414 Esther that was another number mm-hmm. you were um you never know 
what if you were born for a time such as this? Mm-hmm. So and those are the things that you have to understand. It's not by chance that you are here. That's why I always laugh at people. If you find yourself somewhere, you'll be like, you have to understand the voice of God and the tuning of God. Like, there's something that God is always teaching everybody. Like, what are you doing here? Why are you in this country? Why aren't you with your mom? Because those are the things I used to cry when I was little. I'm like, I need my mommy and stuff. You know, and now that I think about it, you know, somebody asked me this question. I would choose God over my family. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> if we have to be all costs, everybody. I even told my mom the same thing. I was like, I love you, but God comes first. Yeah. I'm sorry. Like, those are the things that I'm saying. And I was like, I understand that it doesn't feel good to not raise your daughter. And she told me this one time. You don't understand how it feels like to be a mother. I was like, yes, I don't understand how it feels like to be a mother. But I'm going to choose God over you. That's just the way it works for me. Because I've understood the purpose. But I do know that God is a gracious God. He will also honor my life. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that is that he will protect my mother for me. Even when I'm in the absence of me not being there. Yeah. He will do that for me because I honor God. He's going to honor my life. Mm-hmm. And I do believe in him. Every time my mom gets sick, I you know, I just go in my throne room and you know, pray, 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 pray. And seek the first of God, and, and you know God does something. And then my mom, she'll tell me what happened. She's like, I was sitting over there, and I'm just laughing. I was like, you didn't even know that I was interceding. <laughs> so and that kind of thing. So and those are the benefits. And I tell God, I'm like, I worship you, but I'm also human. You know, I love what you love. So I love my mother. You still have to. It's a relationship. You gotta be honest with God. Mm. You know. So those are the things that I understand. For me, I've gotten to the point where like. I was always like this, but this year was kind of questioning. It was kind of God cleaning your heart. Like, do you really love me? Mm. <laughs> That's basically what it was. Do you really love me? You always say you love me. Let's see if I take away this, if I try your heart this way, if I don't do this. Mm-hmm. So, um, at the end of the day, yeah, it's God. Yeah, y'all were talking about something earlier. And it made me think about the book of Job. Go. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think you're talking about Suffering. When you're sick of talking, you go, okay? Like, <laughs> all right. He's like, I don't need to talk about it. God, let things happen. Mm-hmm. All I can think about is the book of Job. Mm-hmm. Y'all talking about that. But people think that book is a story. It's so sad. It's so beautiful. It's, it's a beautiful story. And it's real. The only thing that's not real. Oh, it's not real. It's oh, not real. <laughs> that's the way people think about it. Because, like, the book of. Because, you know, it doesn't have coloration. And it's a book of Esther and thing. The book of Ruth, Esther, they have like some kind of genealogy where you can actually trust it when you read other verses. The time of Caesar. Yeah. yeah, but Job is kind of like, it sounds kind of like, where did this story come from? Yeah, <laughs> you <do>. know? <laughs> it does sound like, where, how can I trust this from anywhere else? So a lot of people kind of feel like, you know, like maybe somebody just added in like a metaphor or whatever, but it actually happened. Yeah, it's. I don't know why they think that. It is one of the oldest books in the Bible, like right around you know Genesis to Deuteronomy was written, uh, you know, by Moses. Mm-hmm. And but yeah, that's uh, honestly that's why it's not in that like in the in the in the days because it was it was written really early, mm-hmm. very very early. It's I, for me. My question is like, why did they put it there? <laughs> that's always my question. Why is it like in the middle? I don't know where it is. Before Psalms, right? something like that. Yeah, it is. Yeah. So, I don't know. People ask me weird questions. <laughs> yeah. So it's Esther, Job, Psalms, Proverbs. Oh, okay. Yeah. Interesting. Ecclesiastes. It's in life. Everything is meaningless. Yeah. 
Yeah. I love it. Like, if you study it, you are kind of more shocked that these people were thinking about these things back then. That's ultimately for me. I'm like, how, why are you thinking about this? Like, um, you remember what um, King Solomon says? There's nothing new under the sun. Yeah. So that's why I'm like, man, it's a theological book, but I think it's more like also a psychological book. Like mm-hmm. How people think about how the world is. And so. mm-hmm. Oh, how they think that God mm-hmm. is thinking. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> we do that all the time. Exactly. Like, I'm going to think for you, God. Yeah. You know, this is what God thinks. And one of the profound things that I always tell people, I'm like, if somebody tells you something, like, pray about it. Ask God. Is that person saying the truth in? Because most of us, we like to run with people's advice. We like to run with everything that somebody says. There's nothing wrong with somebody telling you something, but you will need to know the truth by yourself. So you can filter out what needs to be stuck with you and what needs to go away from you. And because I always tell people, I'm like, you don't have to listen to me. I talk a lot, but you don't have to listen to what I'm saying. And what I mean by that, like, you know, and that comes with giving advice, you know. But you say it. I'm like, don't accuse me of what I say. <laughs> I'm just giving out some advice. You need to take that advice and give it to the Holy Spirit and say, Holy Spirit, so-and-so told me this. What can I learn from that? Is it true or there's something error? Because all of us are emotional and stuff like that. And those are the things that I tell. Because I, I don't like, because that stops people from talking. Like you, she, he likes to do that. And you and Rachel like to do that. Be like, but you told me that. I didn't tell you nothing. Go ask the Holy Spirit. Mm. You know, it's just advice. I bring, I come from a point of, like it's not it's fun. not your words aren't wasted in a sense like if if you say something especially when you repeat it that's the thing that gets <laughs> me because when you say it once i'm like okay and then when you say it again and then i'm like hmm. and then you say it again and i'm just like okay fine yeah. right so then it, it's not you know we say that in in a sense of like the holy spirit can speak through anyone right mm-hmm. when i say something to someone uh, you know everything that, that i'm I mean, not try to. I'm trying to say as humble as possible. <laughs> that's all but right. When I say something and they say, "Oh man, you're so smart. You give such good advice," I'm like, "That's not me. That's definitely not me at all. That's God. That's the Holy Spirit speaking through me mm-hmm. to give you this advice in, this, in in the time that you need it." Right. So I'm just like, "Yeah." If you come with me at a random moment and try to get me to do that, yeah. let's see how well I do. <laughs> oh, people. I'm be empty mind. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. No, <laughs> I love because the whole spirit what is biased. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. exactly. What did I say? Like, so, so, yeah, 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 yeah. when someone comes back to you and they're like, "You said this." Yeah, when those blank moments happen, I know that it's not me. It's the Holy Spirit because, like, when the Holy Spirit, I know when the Holy Spirit. When I know it's me, I always say, "This is me." This is not the Holy Spirit. But when the Holy Spirit comes, because at first I used to have one of those blank moments where just like you have a random conversations, and then somebody asks you like. How do you know so much? Like, you know, and I'm like, that was not me. That was the Holy Spirit. But at that time when I was younger, I didn't know. I, I remember giving the advice to this lady when I was coming back from school. I think I was like 20 years old. I gave her a full blown, no, I was actually 19. I gave her a full blown advice and we sat over there and one of, one of my classmates was like, how old are you again? Mm. And how did you know so much? Mm. And I was like, what did I say? And I couldn't remember anything. Like my bl- my mind went blank. And then I knew that was the Holy Spirit. I was like, okay, that was not me. Because mm. it was just like, I gave her discernment and I gave her a word of knowledge and stuff. And then, yeah, because she needed help. She was just like disoriented. Mm. So, and that's a thing. And all that stuff, you know, wisdom comes from God. You know, even though my aunties were laughing at me last time, you know, my auntie argued so much. You, you're so ignorant. You need to read. You know, books. 
That's what they call me. <laughs> I looked over, I was like, hmm. I was like, I don't know how you answer that. That's persecution too. Mm. Because people want to tell you something. And I was like, I've gone to school. I know what history says. I know what everybody says and stuff like that. I'm not trying to be ignorant of anything, mm-hmm. you know, whether know, knowing the history of something, whatever it is. I can sympathize with people. And sometimes God, you know, allows me to feel how somebody feels, which I don't like. So I'm able to understand and discern what somebody's feeling in that kind of thing. But how do you explain to somebody? And then you go like, well, God told me. Mm-hmm. You can't just say God told you. <laughs> He's like, that is so dumb. Who says that? I'm like, you're the one who's dumb because you don't believe in God. You mm-hmm. go to church by yourself and you don't believe in God. So you're going to be dumb because I told you, you know, the Holy Spirit told me to, to say that. Mm-hmm. You know, and I was like, how do you prove the Holy Spirit? Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. How do you prove God? And then at the end of the day, we go back to what the Word of God was saying. It says that, you know, if God is the one who sent you, the Word of God will come to full completion. It will reveal itself. Even though it might take longer, sometimes the word of God takes longer. Sometimes I'll be like, Jesus, can you vindicate me? Come on. Like, you want revenge so fast. <laughs> I'm like, Jesus, can you vindicate me in this situation? Because you know. But, as we remember, Paul reminds us, count it on joy in the suffering, you know. For the glory of God will reveal itself. You might, you might feel like you're looking like a fool. You might feel like you're looking shameful. Mm-hmm. But, in my lifetime, I get excited because I get excited about persecution. I'm not lying to you because I'm like, well, I'm getting every gift you're supposed to have that God has promised you. It's going to come back to me because you're being mean. Mm-hmm. And God is just like, God does not play favoritism, but he does honor when you honor him. Mm-hmm. He doesn't choose. He reigns on the just and unjust. Where, but Where'd you get that, that when you're being persecuted, you get that person's gift? Where'd you get that from? Not gifts. It's just the saying of like, you get blessings. Not saying that the person won't get blessed or whatever, but it's just the favor of God because you're walking in right standing on God. That's what I mean. Okay. Okay. I still call it gifts because I get stuff that people should get. And then the Bible does say that too in Ecclesiastes that the righteous, you know, the wicked people, mm-hmm. the, what is it? I'm sure you read it. The, um, the, the, wealth of the, righteous, the, or the wealth of the wicked is stored up for the righteous. Yeah, and that basically what happens. You know, I've seen that in my life. I've gotten people stuff. Like, people who I've gotten scotch-free. Like the same thing that was supposed to happen to somebody. I've seen them ha- happen to their life. And I was like, that was supposed to happen to me. I just dodged it. Like I've seen that. And I know that it's called grace. Like if somebody, you get scotch-free and somebody gets, you get away with something. And somebody doesn't get away with it. It's called favor. Like, point blank for you. That's why I call it the gift. It's a gift of God. The favor of God. You didn't deserve it, but grace was there. And you don't deserve anything. And to me, that humbles me in a sense of, like, it, it puts me in my mouth being full of God. And I don't talk about God just to brag about him. Yes, I should brag about him. That's, I should give him glory all the time. It's not to make people feel something. Because I have been through something, so I understand what it means. You know, and I'm going to talk about God all my life i've been bashed for it but that's okay i've been bashed a lot of times oh you never you don't have any confessions you only talk about god that's fine because god is all right because i know who god is like i can't leave him behind like you you have to you know i've been through so much i have to carry my god everywhere i go like we have to go together that point blank period i don't care what anybody says i show god shows up everywhere i go he has to show up i just have to be with my god and i'm not ashamed of god like, I don't care. I'm going to talk about God all day 
my mouth shall continually praise God all the time. Because we went, uh, we went. I think it was done already. Because it's like yeah, okay, they just continue. Okay. Yeah, because we continue talking, 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 yeah. and the conversation changed already. Yeah. We, yeah. That spirit flowing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Always. I think being in Bible study is always therapy. Honestly, it is. That's all it is. Yeah. Therapy.
Father, we thank you for today. Thank you, Jesus, for waking us up this morning. Thank you, Father, for allowing us to experience today, Father. We thank you, Jesus, that you are with us individually, that you're teaching us, Lord. Thank you for the Bible study. Thank you uh, for the words that were spoken. And I pray, Lord, that they may uh, reside in our hearts, Father, and we can continue to meditate on them. So thank you, Father, that as we continue hanging out, you continue to be with us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Amen.